to welcome the, uh, the uh, our online viewers, um, the Boss Sprouts, the iTunes, you um, Facebook, Instagram, on every uh, platform that this ministry is represented. And as you oh, listen, may the Lord continue to transform your life in the name of Jesus. Uh, the Lord has been so good to us as a people in this house. Since the inception of this ministry, he has been so faithful to us. We, we have started to see the things he promised us about this work. And may the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus as you are part of it in the name of Jesus. Um, I've got the privilege again to start us off in a new series. Put your hands together for the Lord. We are starting on the uh, we are starting today on the power series, and uh, we are starting on the topic today: the transformational power of God. Everybody say transformational power of God. And throughout this time, we'll be looking at the book of John. The book of John is a very profound, uh, very profound book in the Bible. It is important that, you know, as a, as a Christian, it is important that you read that book. Who wants to see Jesus? You want to see Jesus? Read the book of John. You will see him very clearly like you've never known before. And when you read through the book of John, your life can never, never remain the same again. And throughout this period, we'll be looking at the book of John today. We'll be looking at John chapter 1. John chapter 2 and John chapter 3. And may you experience the transformational power of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. The subject of Jesus is, is very, is an issue to many people. We've heard about a lot of people talking about the pluralism of how to worship but from the book of, from the Bible, and particularly John, made it clear, painted a very clear picture of who Jesus is and why we should believe on him. And may, as the word is exposed to you this morning, may the, may the mystery of the Godhead be revealed to you and I in the name of Jesus. In chapter 1, it, it talks about the mystery of the person and the work of Jesus. And in chapter 2, it talks about the supernatural intervention that Jesus Christ brought about. In, you know, if you remember your Bible, the marriage in Canaan. And in chapter 3, we saw what is eternal life. And today, if you've ever been in confusion regarding these matters, the Lord will give you clarity in the name of Jesus. So let's turn our Bibles with me uh, to... First John, that will be my introduction. First John chapter 1. It says, that which was from the beginning. That which is from the beginning. Can we read? Somebody, let us read together. We are going to read till verse. We are going to be reading till verse 4 of that. Let's read together everyone. That which is from the beginning, which we have heard. And which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handed 
concerning the word of life. The life was made manifested and he, we have seen him and we bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which is from the Father was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and have heard we declare to you that also you may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Verse 4 now says, and these things we write to you that you, your joy may be full. In John chapter 1, the main chapter, John chapter 1 talked about that in the beginning. What beginning are we talking about? In the beginning of what? He said in the beginning, in the beginning was the word. But in Genesis chapter 1, said in the beginning God in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth this beginning we are talking about is not the same beginning the beginning John the beginning that John was trying to paint to us is about the beginning of eternal past eternal past the life that was the existence that was even before Genesis chapter 1 hallelujah Genesis chapter 1 is the beginning of time. But the beginning that John was trying to paint to us. So give me uh, John chapter 1. He said, in the, beginning was, uh, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. Right? So John was trying to paint to us that in the beginning God existed even before time. And that he was... in. From the beginning, from eternal past, that he was God. And because he was God, that he was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So, Jesus Christ, from what we have gathered here, he's the word, is God. And in verse 4 says, he created, all things were created for him and nothing that was created was created nothing created that was created hallelujah that he created all things that is meaning before anything without him there was there's no existence basically without Christ before without Christ nothing is in existence so he created all things and nothing was created that was created Hallelujah. For he was in the beginning. He created all things. He made all things. And in verse, in verse 10 of it, it says, He was in the world. And the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. He made, look at it. He created the world. He created, nothing was created that was made that was done. Nothing was created that was made, that was without him. And now, in verse 10, it says, he, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. How heartbreaking can that be? And he said, he came to his own. God created, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And there, in verse 11 here, we're talking about, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. And in verse 14, it says, The world came, became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory 
and the glory as to the begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth, full of grace and reality. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. When you talk about the exclusivity of Christ, people get offended. People get offended. And it's like talking about preaching hate. The Christian faith is an inclusive and exclusive faith. We'll establish that later. It's an inclusive religion and it's also it's an exclusive religion. Because the challenge we face today is people not accepting even so-called theologians, theologians, people who have been to Bible school, people who are teaching Bible, because you're a professor of theology does not make you a believer of Jesus Christ. You have a lot of confusion out there that people don't believe the incarnation of Jesus Christ, that he came as God in the form of man. So this truth has to be established. You have to be confident about this truth in yourself. You have to be persuaded about this truth that God, in, that God, Christ is the incarnation of God. He came in, 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 in is God and is come in, in, in like man to us on earth in the name of Jesus. And in verse 29, there's a testimony of, Je uh, of John about Jesus. He said, we did not recognize him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining upon him, the one is he that will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And he declared Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Because of sin, man was separated from God. And God decided to make a provision for himself to redeem man. He sent his only son. The Bible says in the fullness of time, God sent his only begotten son to, to rescue, to deliver them who are under the law. So he sent his only son to, to save you and I. And the Bible says in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, said, God made, he, he, Jesus Christ, God now made him who knew no sin to be seen for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. He made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So the fact that Jesus Christ is the incarnation of God has to be, it has to resonate in your heart. You have to be persuaded about this. Did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? Did he come amongst us? You need to be persuaded about this because there's a lot of arguments out there trying to confuse people, even the so-called preachers, people who, that is why you and I must know our Bible for ourselves. Because you, are a, a, you carry the Bible, you, you teach Bible, you teach theology, you've written books, does not make you a believer in Jesus. A lot of people are still questioning this, his, his deity. 
the sovereignty of the Son of God. Hallelujah. In John chapter 5, verse 30, 39, it says, You search the scripture in it, you think you have eternal life. You search the scripture. You have a lot of people, a lot of so-called people, church people. Basically, I think the book of John is for Christians. And again, if you want to really go deeper and, and people who yeah, really want to know about this Jesus, it's for you as, as, a, as a Christian. You see, you see in, look at it. Let's read it now, everyone. I want to go. You search the scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. What testify of him? The word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Throughout the scripture, Genesis to Revelation talks about the word of God. And here he says, the, you know, the people search the scripture looking for something, looking for an answer, looking for an answer of eternal life. Because if Christ did not come, human being is doomed. We are doomed to, we are doomed to damnation. It says, you search the scripture. In them you think you have eternal life. And this scriptures testify of me. But you are not willing. Look at verse 40. Look at verse 40. It says, but you are not willing to come to me. That you may have what? Everybody now read. But what? We'll be sharper more than that. Come on then, everybody. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. This is it. We come to church. We do the prayers. We attend the conferences. We do a lot of things. We read the Bible. And the instruction given to us by the word of God, it says we, we search it. We're looking for it. Why? Because we are looking for something. We're looking for redemption. We're looking for answers. We're looking for solution. He said, but you will not come to me. You will not come to me that you may what? Have life. So Jesus Christ is our life. So I said, Jesus Christ is my life. Jesus Christ is my life. And in him, I have life. So in, in the scriptures, you search the scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these they do, and these are which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive honor from men, but I know that I do not have the love. But I do not, I know that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my father's name, and you do not receive me. If anyone comes in his own name, you will receive him. A lot of the religions, other faiths, they preach about the uh, they preach about morality. They preach about good works, but the the the, 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 the contention with the Christian faith is about the, the the incarnation of the Son of God. You must be persuaded. You must be confident about this. May the Lord give us persuasion in the name of Jesus. May we believe in the simplicity of the word in the name of Jesus. 
he said, I have come of my father. And there he say, you know, there he says, how can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek to honor that come from God alone? In verse 47, he say, if you do not believe it's writing. Now, okay, let's go to 46. Say, if you believe Moses, you will believe me, for he wrote about me. And if you do not believe this is writing, you will. How will you believe my words? Look at John 1, 4. John chapter 1, verse 4. It says, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. Hallelujah. Everyone read that for me. One, uh, no. John chapter 1 verse 4. In him was life and that life was the light of men. Everyone. In him was. Come on again. In him was life and the life was the light of men. So are you looking for life? Do you want life? Jesus Christ is life. May you have life in the name of Jesus. He said that you may have life. He said you search the scripture, thinking in them you will have life, but you will not come to me. But he wants you to come to him. Anyone that comes to him will receive life. As you have come today, may we receive an infusion of his life into us one more time. In Jesus' mighty name. And in John chapter 1 verse 12 to 13, he said, but then what did he say? But as many... As, you know, as many as receive him, to them he gave, eh? to them that believe, he gave power to become what? Follow me, please. Follow me. And he says, but as many has believed in his name, eh? for as many has received him, to them he gave power to become the children of God. Oh, come on then, if you're reading, read now. But as many as received him, to them he gave, to gave authority to become the children of God. To those who believe in his name. What is the criteria to, to, not to receive the power to become a child of God? Is to believe in him and to believe in his name. And in verse 13 says, who, who were begotten not of the blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of men, but of who? But of who? Hallelujah. Because Jesus Christ is alive, as Christians, we are, not, we are not like them that don't have hope. When, when Lazarus died, his sister, Martha, said to Jesus, when they were talking about resurrection, she said, I know in the last day he will arose. Jesus Christ said, he said to her, I am the resurrection and life. That whosoever believe in me, though he dies, he will live again. Though he die, he will live again. And whosoever lives in me, that is, you are, you are not dead yet. Whosoever lives in me and believes in me shall never die. Shall never die. Who, who, who don't want to die? Yes, as Christians, we never die. Who, do you believe that? As Christians, we, we don't die. The, the way to not to die is to believe in the name in, in the name of Jesus and to believe in, in to believe in God and to believe in, in his name. 
Hallelujah. He said, whosoever lives, whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He's still asking that question today. Do you believe this? Because if we, the, the people have got no hope, secular people have got no hope, but we are, we, we are hopeful. He said, Christ in me, the hope of glory. This is why he said, even when Christians die, we, the Bible said to us that they sleep. And when you sleep, you slept last night, what did you do this morning? You woke up. So that's exactly what's going to happen. We never die. He said, even if you, if you live, even when you, you, you will never die. You will never die. Hallelujah. I'm excited about that. Hallelujah. Because I know I will never die. I will never die because even when I die, I will live again in the name of Jesus and forevermore. I believe it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Jesus said, and regarding this life, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The issue of Jesus, it has to be resolved in you. To experience that transformational power, it has to be resolved in you. He said, I am the way, not the so many ways. I am the way, the only way. In now, they're talking about pluralism. Jesus Christ is not the only way. You've got other ways. You need to be clear about this. Children, be clear about this. Be clear about this. Please be clear about this. Be persuaded, be confident about this. Be assured in this. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not the many ways. Not the one of the ways. Hallelujah. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Hallelujah. No one comes to the Father except through him. And he said, I have come that they may what? Have life and have it more what? He said, I am come. He said, the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I am come. I am come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So, there's a level of life that Christ wants for you and I. We'll be listening that in, in, in chapter 2. Where, you know, how he, he transformed when he, he was in the Canaan of God, in, Canaan, in the marriage of Marriage in Canaan, you'll have thought, probably his mother was part of the organizers. How can she say, please make us wine? Uh, the, the wine is finished. Probably the mother is part of the organizers or the, the person must be their relation. And he, the mother said to Jesus, oh, um, the, the, the wine is run out. And he said, okay. Even though he said, he first argued with her that his time is not come, but he instructed them to say, Fill the water pots, and his mother instructed the the instructed the, the disciples, the servants, to to say whatever I said to you, do it. Jesus Christ is saying this morning, if you want that life, just like the advice of Mary, just as advice of Mary to to the disciples, to the servants, then he's still the same. He stands today. He said, whatever he says to you to do, do it. Someone said to your neighbor, whatever he says to you to do, do it. So whatever he says to you to do, do it. That instruction still lives. In John chapter 2 verse 3, it says, And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said, 
there is no wine. Wine signifies enjoyment. Somebody said to your neighbor, wine signifies enjoyment. It signifies merriment. Have you heard people say, oh, I don't like, uh, Christianity is not fun. Who likes to have fun? Oh yeah, I like to have fun. But Jesus Christ is the, is, is the Lord of the party. Is the Lord of the party. Wine signifies merriment. It signifies enjoyment. They were having the party. Then the wine ran out. Basically, dryness, deadness was, was, came into that ceremony. Marriage is good. Again, marriage is, is God wanted marriage. God loves marriage. Because its agenda is to, is to continue to in, um, increase humanity. But with the agenda of the enemy at this time, everybody open your eyes. With the agenda of the enemy at this time, marriage is being so attacked so seriously that the enemy does not want the marriage to stand. And if marriages are not, if people are not getting married or the marriage bed is being defiled, and marriages, people are not getting married, then they will, they, they will, they, the agenda to have godly seed will be taken away. The enemy is doing ravaging. People don't want to get married. They don't want to get married because of some kind of commitment. But God is interested in marriage. He created it in the beginning. He said in the beginning, he created a male and female created he them. Huh? He, he, he is their marriage. It was his agenda for that they may continue to reproduce. But if the agenda on the ground at the moment and there's no marriage and there's contrary to what is marriage, how can children be born? There will be, there, there will be, there, there will be disruption to the, to the continuation of humanity, which is the agenda of the enemy. And again, if Christian marriages are not working. How can we produce for God godly children? How can God have children who stand with the who stand against the enemy at the gate? God wants your marriage. He wants he wants your marriage to be healthy. He wants you to enjoy your marriage. Every deadness that is around every marriage in this house, the Lord will bring it to life in the name of Jesus. He said the life. He said the life of the wine is the grape. So the wine, the wine, the wine, the wine is what brings sweetness, what brings enjoyment, what brings merry. May the Lord give it to your, your, you in your relationship in the name of Jesus. The grace of God upon, your, upon you as a family, family of God, will not, be, you will not be disappointed in the name of Jesus. The Lord desire that, you know, is interested. If he's not interested in their, how, what would he allow them to, to, to make wine? The Lord, say, say the Lord is interested in my enjoyment. Said the Lord is interested in my enjoyment. If I see, what, what, before I became a Christian as a teenager, I didn't like Christians. I didn't like them. They were shabby. They were not smart at all. They were poor. I didn't like them at all. 
but God, by his infinite mercy, made me one. And I'm grateful I am one in the name of Jesus. It's understanding. If we understand that, maybe then, it was somebody I met that changed my life. I saw what he had and I said, mm -hmm, okay, I think I like that one, that type of Christianity. Bishop, Bishop David Oyedepo. I was looking for something because of my own background. I was looking for something. But then I knew it quite well because my mother took us to church from the beginning. I knew it quite well that my life is linked to God. There's no way of running away from it. But then the people I see around that the so-called Christians, I didn't like them. I like to have fun. I like to enjoy. I like good things. I don't like whatever I have should be the minimum. I don't like, no. I don't, I like my things in certain way. And I went, until I had a child that has that element, I thought I had a problem. <laughs> but I have a child that at the moment that has that tendency like me. So I'm grateful to God. So there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> but it can be a little bit of an OCD. Um, God bless me. <clears throat> anyway, God wants you to enjoy and, you know, he said, you know, after, after he asked them to put the water in the pot and he instructed them, take the water, first some and give to the, to the MC, to the master of the ceremony. And he said, the, master, the man came out and said, ah, how come? How come? People leave, serve the best wine from start. And when people are drunk, they don't know where anything, you bring back the bad wine. But Christ brought out, he, 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 he turned water into wine. And it brought enjoyment. It brought, you know, quality to that, to, to their enjoyment. So he said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Lord wants you to have a life to overflow. Wants you to live a big life. Wants you to have a, a, a quality life. May, may you, may that, that has to be resolved in you. That he's not about to strangulate you. Especially young people. Young people, you want to party. You want to do everything. You want to do everything. I can understand that. I can understand that. But in Christ, is where we have our contentment. No matter what you do, no matter what you do, you see, you, you are not satisfied. You are not contented in yourself. Christ is it. He's the Lord of the party. He wants us to enjoy our lives. May you find your enjoyment in him, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And in John chapter 2, verse 23, he says, and he says, let's read it together. I said, now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, during the feast, many believed in his name because they saw the sign which he did. And also in verse 20, he says, the Bible says, as many saw his sign, they believed in his name. They believe in his name. As many saw the sign that he did, they said they believe in his name. And John said, many of the things that Jesus Christ did could not be written in the book because it will fill up everywhere. So people believe in him because of what he did. And he's still in the business of doing good in the name of Jesus. And in John chapter 3, he said, when Nicodemus came to him, he came to him to say, Master, you've Saying to him, Master, I know you've done for the things that you do. Basically, no man can do any of these things except God be with him. 
And in verse 3, let's read verse 3 together. Verse 3 to 6. And Jesus answered him and said, everybody look up now. And read up now. And Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? And he entered the second time, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Okay, let's look at verse 6 now again. Everybody read verse 6. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. This is it. Nicodemus is a professor. He's the professor in his time. A doctor, I mean a doctor. He's a professor in, in the things of God. But he now came to Jesus and asked him that kind of question. When Jesus Christ said to him, you must be born again. And Jesus Christ said to him, if you, who are the teacher of the law, do not understand these things, how come? How come? So this is why you must know your Bible for yourself. A professor of the law, because somebody is this, should not make you take their word, you know, just take their word for it. That this person said this and that is it. We must be the Berean Christians. He said, and, and Jesus said to him, you know, if, 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 do you marvel that I said this thing to you? You must be born again. It is a, it is a must. It is a must that we get born again. You have a lot of Christians who cannot, who, who, you heard from Sister Taye when she led. Some of us knew exactly the day we got born again. Some of us don't even know when we got born again. It just happened that oh, our neighbor was going to church and it's a nice thing where you go and show your clothes. You go and see people, you can party together, you can do company. Then you just find yourself in church arena and you think that is it. So you must know Ask your neighbor, are you born again? Now you've got to be confident about it. Are you born again? Say, are you born again? If, if you're born again, I'm happy. And if you're not born again, you must be born again. That's the crux of the matter. Who wants eternal life? Jesus Christ said, you must be born again. Everybody, don't believe people who say to you, when you die, you die. When you see them, when they are gasping for the last breath, you will know that there's something beyond that, that line. And there's a line, it's like a vacuum that sucks you in. I've seen it. I've seen people die. Shoot! When people say, no, I don't believe in God and I'm atheist. I don't believe in energy, I believe in everything. They're joking, they're splitting hell. The splitting hell. You must be born again. Man went wrong. Because God is holy, sin has to be punished. God made his own provision as to redeem man for himself. And the criteria to this redemption we are talking about to be transformed by the power of God is to be born again. Somebody say, I must be born again. I must be born again. 
And how do we get born again? The Bible says in verse 12 or 13 to that, it says, But as many that received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, those who believe in his name. Do you believe in his name? Do you believe in his name? He said to you, he's given the right and the authority to be called the child of God. I am a child of God. You must be confident to be persuaded. Say, I am a child of God. Many people are not persuaded. You need to be persuaded about your faith. It's not just for the thinking of it. I'm telling you, you know, the day I stopped to being afraid is the day he told me he lost me. Put your hand in my hand now and I will take it there. And that will in fact help me to wear my high heels on one, walk very whatever because, you know, I don't see you. I don't see one human being. Why? Because God loves me. God loves me. I am a child of God. Are you a child of God? Are you a child of God? Confess it that I am a child of God. And in verse 36, say, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. Verse 36 now. Verse 36 now. John, 6, John 3, 36. Everybody read with me. John 3, 36. He said, Who you believe in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe in the Son does not see life, but the wrath of God. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. Hallelujah. You will embrace Jesus and you will have the life of God in you in the name of Jesus. The wrath of God is coming and is coming upon the children of disobedience. The, the only person that will go to hell is anybody that who do not believe in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So in him we believe. We believe that we have eternal life. And you see, he promised us eternal life. He promised us his eternal life in 1 John chapter 2, uh, 2.25. He said, and this is the promise that, we, that we, he has for us, eternal life. Everybody read that. What promise have we got? What promise do we have from him? And John 17, 3 says, and this is eternal life. Would you like to know what is eternal life? Because we're talking about eternal life. It's important that we know what is eternal life. What is eternal life? John 17, 3 says, and this is eternal life. Can we really put it up? John 17, 13. John 17, 13, please. I know. And this is eternal life. Everybody read now. And this is eternal life. That you may know him. The only word. True God and Jesus Christ. Whom you have sent. That is eternal life. That is eternal life. The transformational power of God is eternal life. Say to your neighbor, the transformational power of God is eternal life. So, you see, Christianity is, can be, you know, 
can actually, like I said earlier on, can actually be inclusive and exclusive. The condition, because of its provision, because of this provision and its application of salvation. He said, to them who believe in, in his name, he gave power to become the sons of God. Anyone who believes in his name have been empowered to become the sons of God. Everyone. Everyone. It's not being, it's not preaching of hate. It's not being proven as if I'm better than you. That is not the case. To as many as believe in his name, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Then Jesus Christ says, you know, Jesus Christ now says, he said, in John 3, he said, for God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but do what? So you see, that is all the inclusivity of about Christianity. We must be, you know, for God so loved the world, whosoever must believe, we must believe. We must believe. It's a, it's a, it's a non-negotiable uh, ground. When it comes to negotiating things, when it comes to that ground, please stand your ground. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, the whosoever is the inclusivity of everyone, every one of us, whosoever. But then, look at it this way. The, you know, what, makes the, the, you know, what makes the exclusion now is, 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 that, is that Jesus Christ says, he who must he who must come to him must come who he must go to the father must come through him for his word is the way the truth and the life and so there's no way there's no shortcut there's no back door there's no side court he is the way Jesus Christ came to show the way he came to signpost human being to the father all he did was to signpost human being to the father and the Bible says, anyone that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's all inclusive. But anyone who does not believe that he's the son of God, that he's the son of God, that God sent him, he came and died and rose the third day and went to heaven about his, his life, his deity and what he has done, is excluding themselves. So this is where is the cross. This is the crunch. This is the, that, that is the issue. That is the contention. May we stand our ground persuaded in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And John 5.20 says, let's read it together. John 5.20, everyone. Says, we know everyone now. John, John 5.20 Did I get my reference wrong? I must have gotten my reference wrong. I lost no. John. Check John. Five. 
First John five twenty. Okay, first John, first John, please. First John five twenty. It says we know. Come on, first John five twenty. It says we know that the Son has come and has given understanding. Everyone now read. Let's read together, everyone. Hallelujah. He said, we know that. That is confidence. We know that. We are persuaded. We are confident. Beyond any reasonable doubt. Not when we are being sweet talked. Then we think, oh yeah. Is it because? For what reason? He said, now we know. Now we know. Say to your neighbor, now I know. Now I know. That the son of God has come and has given an understanding that we may know him who is true and we are in him who is true, his son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. This is the purpose and the mission of Jesus Christ for you and I. I have come that you may have life, have it more abundantly. The Lord will cause you to your life to come to the level of his word in the name of Jesus. Always remember, Jesus Christ is the Lord of the party. What is it you're looking for? What are you looking for? What kind of fun are you looking for? What do you want? What are you searching for? He said, I am come that they may have life. The enemy has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you may have life to overflow. Life here, life here on earth. Living the life of the supernatural, natural, and life after. Heaven is real. Heaven is real. People talk about heaven. Oh, it's there. It's okay. It's somewhere. No, some kind of futuristic. But we can live supernatural, natural. There's a lot of darkness. The Bible says, and darkness, and darkness covers the earth, and gross darkness the people. He said, he said, and he's the light, is the light, and the lights, and the light shine in darkness, and darkness comprehended not. Apostle Paul says. And you were once darkness. So you can see how dark the dark is. You say, and you was once in darkness. Not that you were in darkness, that you were in darkness. You yourself as a person was darkness itself. But light has come from heaven to shine even in the dark. And, say, and even the darkness comprehended not. May you, understand, may you begin to comprehend like never before in the name of Jesus. As the light of Christ shines. As the light of Christ shines in your darkness. This is why we pray. Lord, enlighten my darkness. Enlighten my darkness. So that enlighten my darkness. He said, and the light shines in the dark. And darkness comprehends it not. So going forward, the, may you start to comprehend the light from heaven in the name of Jesus. He said, he is the light of life. He is the light of life. 
May you have the light of life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Raise, may you stand on your feet as you pray.